If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. They get to see, wow, I didn't know art could do this. I want to try it. And it's meant to encourage new people to get into this platform. Because with VR, you just have to step into the environment. Imagine getting to create art in virtual reality during an on-site art competition. That's exactly what's going to be happening in a number of cities internationally as the Global VR Art Fest and Tournament launches on Thursday, February 13th. And this is going to be a great creative time, complete with music. Paul Rock is the co-founder of Toronto-based startup Another Reality and organizer of the Global VR Art Fest and Tournament. Paul, how did you first come to realize the potential of VR beyond gaming for empowering artists? It's a very interesting story. It actually started about, I mean, I've known about VR for my whole life, even as a small child, you know, with the movie The Lawnmower Man, even though that was all fiction. I've always known the term, but what really got me interested is when I was, you know, doing VR before they released Oculus, when I was in the developer community testing out prototypes. And then, you know, when I explored, you know, Tilt Brush, I was like, wow, this is not, this is, Tilt Brush, when I tried it for the first time in 2016, this is not an app. This is an art form. You know, this is for set creation. This is not just a cool or powerful app. This is redefining how we think of drawing because it takes hand drawing and turns it, gives it more flexibility than sculpting. So that's why I think it's important that when we look at these individual things that VR can do, we don't look at it as an app. We look at it as for its abilities. And Google Tilt Brush, by the way, is really fun. I've just experienced that recently. From there, when you realized the capabilities and worked with Tilt Brush, how'd you come to create the World Tilt Brush Art Fest and Tournament opening on the 13th in London? Yeah, it's actually the global VR Art Fest tournament, just so people make sure they can search the right term. But we created it because I, you know, Working in a location-based VR business, an arcade in Toronto, I've noticed that the VR community, it's very fragmented, and Tilt people are only connecting online. But I, I said, what would be great is if we can get arcades together to give local VR artists an opportunity in a day to meet at their arcade. And I thought this was a good opportunity. And basically, that's why I reached out to arcade owners who are interested in doing their active part to host the tournament. Now, Global VR Art Fest and Tournament. Correction here so that people know what to look for. Let's pretend that we have just stepped into one of these. There, are, I have here 13 different cities and five countries it's going to be happening. Let's choose one of the Global VR Art Fest and Tournament events you're doing, and what do we experience as we've walked into it? Well, you're going to experience the first, you know, it's a gathering. So, you know, a lot of people go that might not have heard of VR or know VR. But what they're going to be doing is they're going to be meeting artists and seeing artists draw in VR and see them create environments. And for people who have never experienced VR or not 
professional tilt brush artist, they get to see, wow, look at what this person is able to do. I've never seen art. I didn't know art could do this. I want to try it. And, and it's meant to encourage new people to get into this platform. Because with VR, you really can't really understand how it works by watching a video or something or hear someone talk about it. You just have to step into the environment. And when you step into a VR arcade and watch others do it with the TVs, and it really encourages new people to get into it. I would imagine that could be just a little intimidating to someone who hasn't done it before. Let's say we walk in and somebody excels at tilt brush. I want to try it, but wow, I'm a little bit shy of doing it. What would you say to somebody who had that kind of attitude? Well, they're a little shy. Well, one thing there's nothing to be shy about. The purpose of this event is not for the sole purpose of competing. And one thing that when you do tilt brush, everyone who first tries it for the first time they enjoy just playing around with the controls, even if they're not necessarily drawing something, you know. So it's not, you know, you don't have to be or draw something great to really enjoy it and really be blown away. And one thing is you just really got to put it on to understand what I'm talking about. And in fact, you're going to be, I think, judging, and there'll be two levels of prizes for the Art Fest and Tournament. Actually, we've narrowed it down to mainly to be one, to make it more for professionals to win the prizes, because what we found is we found the professionals are the ones who are actively there to basically compete. But regular people really are just there. They want to first learn. They first want to spectate. And they're not there for the sole purpose of competing. So for individuals, we expect individuals when they come, they're going to want to try tilt brush whether they win a prize or not. So that's why we're going to be giving honorary prizes to newbies, you know, that are more about winning bragging rights. How much fun. That sounds great. What if somebody listening is saying, hmm, tilt brush? Let's say they've never experienced it. How would you describe what it's like to work with tilt brush? Well, think of it as, you know, if you could use your imagination to create whatever environment you wanted, Rather than doing it on a canvas, it's your whole surrounding, your whole space. You can turn it into the environment you want. However, think of this. Rather than a paintbrush where you only have a flat surface, this takes away the flat surface of a canvas and makes you be able to give you more flexibility than even sculpting. It has more three-dimensional elements than sculpting. Now, you really have to try it to really understand how it works. And we will certainly challenge people to do that. Let's mention some of the locations where you're going to be having your global VR art fest and tournament. Yeah, so, you know, our flagship launches in London at the Reality Center because they have been very supportive. They're an innovation hub. We have the founder of the Reality Center, or co-founder, John Holder, also serving as a judge. And London is a big city with a lot of creatives and a lot of tech innovation. And then we're having Los Angeles because Synthesis VR, which owns VR territory, has been very supportive of the tournament. And then we're going to New York City at Jump Into the Light, which is Jump Into the Light is a VR. Basically, it's not just a gaming place, but they're very active with VR for the art community. We're also going to be going to Australia, which we have three major cities, and 
that's what we're most excited about. Because we, you know, we have, basically we have the three biggest cities in Australia, and they're all, our hosts at Intermission and a Free Roam VR, they're very excited about it. And that almost makes it like a whole continent contest. Like we have the whole continent, so... Wow, how exciting. I would not have thought of Australia as a place where VR is exploding, which just shows you how much I don't know here. Yeah, VR, you know, it's some of the best VR companies have been born in Australia, like zero latency. But the only problem with Australia compared to America is there isn't as much money for a lobby startup. Now, what about some of the U.S. cities that you're visiting that maybe aren't as high profile as New York? Well, we're focused on mainly Boston in Seattle because, you know, Seattle will be on reality has been a very active participant. And we have some really, really amazing XR artists in Seattle, which is, it's very surprising considering that Seattle is, even though it's not a small city, it's not nearly as known for being an artist collective as, let's say, New York or Los Angeles. But I would say some of our best participants are coming from Seattle. And also with Boston, we're, we're just getting our foot in the door with Boston. And we're really looking forward to doing something in Boston because they have a lot of colleges and universities where you can get a lot of great artists to participate. Tell me also about the music you're going to have a DJ creating. This is not what people think when we think of a DJ. Well, yeah, it, it works. Like We're having TribeXR, a DJ from TribeXR, provide, which is a DJ platform where basically the buttons and controls work like a real DJ set, except it doesn't require all the expensive or complicated components that a regular DJ set has. And basically, it's more flexible because, you know, you don't need that physical element. It's all based through software, the sounds. And what we're going to do is we're going to be live streaming the music with a real-life DJ through Kitwitch making music for the environment. So it's basically like playing a radio station, except we're having a live DJ being performed. At all of the locations. Wow, this is going to be something else. When you call it the Art Fest and Tournament, what's the tournament aspect of it? Well, the tournament aspect is we have our, well, it's not, a, you know, a tournament like how most people think where there's several rounds of elimination. We really just have two rounds of elimination where we select our local winners, and basically the local winners get to have their artwork featured on a Times Square billboard, and we record it for them to keep. Also, they win residencies at the venues that are hosting it. And then once we're going to accumulate all the local winners for a grand prize, where we select one winner for the grand prize. And they get $1,000 and all expense paid trip to attend Augmented World Expo. Of which I believe you have created an Augmented World Expo night here in the Los Angeles area. Yes, I'm the founder of that chapter, correct. Wow. Where's the location where people can see all the dates and all the information on the Global VR Art Fest and Tournament? Well, we have it mainly on Eventbrite, but if you go to anotherreality.com slash tournament, you can find all the details about our participating cities and where you can register. Anotherreality.com slash tournament. What's been so far one of your absolute favorite experiences with putting together the Global VR Art Fest and Tournament? 
not as a VR experience, but just the experience of setting it up. You mean? Yeah, what's it like when you're organizing something that's going to be happening in 13 locations in five countries? Wow, what's a story you'll probably tell your grandkids decades from now? Well, what I'd like to do is I'd like to make it where, you know, this tournament, where I don't even have to tell them the story, where this tournament kind of is everlasting. So far, I've met some really great partners and connections that, who knows, they might last a lifetime where we might have a permanent VR location or VR art experience through these connections and individuals that you meet in the tournament. And we really hope it to be uh, something that not only helps bring attention for the local VR arcades and creates more of an evergreen and not just I came to the event. It sounds absolutely amazing. What resources? Obviously, Google Tilt Brush is something people want to try, but if somebody is an artist but they've never created in VR, what are some additional resources that you really like that were helpful to you when you got started? Well, you know, I like Quill, which is Facebook's version of Tilt Brush. They definitely have big differences from each other, so it's not a copycat. It's definitely a lot more harder. Quill. It's not as fun for beginners. It's more for, I would say, professional artists. I would also, you know, recommend Sculptor VR, which is a sculpting program. But I say, you know, just look at the, you know, the creative programs. You know, and also TribeXR, that's the DJ program. Or, you know, Transient, a lot of great music programs. So I would definitely look. And also, if for anyone that has a VR headset or even already owns one, these programs are not expensive to buy or try. Some of them are even free, and, you know, if you for people get it on Steam, they can get refunded if they don't like it. But I really suggest trying one of these. But Quill, I would say definitely, uh, it's not as easy to pick up as Tilt It's more for actual serious artists. Suppose somebody is an actual serious artist. I'm basically going to ask you for an art lesson here. What are some of the mistakes that you see people make when they first start working, creating art in VR that you would tell them to avoid? Well, you know, I'm not a VR artist. You know, I'm not like myself. I'm not an artist. You know, I'm more of the organizer. I have an arcade. I'm more of an enthusiast. I would say that, you know, from me and from anything I do, you know, with VR is to basically make sure you're having fun. I see a lot of people that they go in with too much ambition, expecting too much out of something, and then since they were had a big goal, they end up quitting. You know, so if you're if you're going to tilt brush and you're thinking that you're going to, you know, you're saying that I have to draw the best drawing rather than just enjoy it to start, you know, then you're just going to disappoint yourself. You know, so I say first to have fun and and to start easy play first. I love that advice. What's been your biggest challenge so far with getting the Global VR Art Fest and Tournament together? The biggest one is basically a lot of chicken and egg is one is finding committed people to work with, finding, you know, great hosts. That is always a challenge. And also, you know, because like, you know, when you're setting up and when you're trying to find partners or sponsors, you know, you gotta spend a lot of time filtering out who's worth time, who isn't, who has the time, who doesn't. Sometimes, you know, you spend a lot of time with someone who's going to participate, but then they end up ghosting you or something. So it's all about, you know, really 
all about the individuals and companies really scouting who are the ones the best to work with, especially since, you know, this is more of a collaborative effort. I'm just one guy who's basically spearheading the tournament. And Paul says if you'd like to support the tournament, he'd like to hear from you. About sponsors, if companies would like to sponsor, we're always looking for sponsors, even if it's an in-kind sponsorship. You know, if you have a product that you would like to give to the winners, you know, we're open to anyone that wants to give any kind of prize to the winners. Even if it's not relevant to VR. So let's say if you, you're talking about, you know, if a company said we want to give a car to the winner, even though it's not VR, yeah. I mean, not saying anyone's going to give a sponsorship like a whole car, but you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be relevant to VR or art. It can just be something fun. Something that people want and something that isn't controversial. So, you know, we don't want any weapons or, you know, pornography thing, but yeah. Suppose the potential sponsor wants to reach you. How can they do that? Just your website, anotherreality.com? Yeah, my email is info at anotherreality.com. Once again, that's info at anotherreality.com. You have given some wonderful advice already about creating in VR when you pretty much said, play first, make sure it's fun. But if you were to answer my signature question, which is, if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference from the global VR art fest and tournament, what do you want them to take away? Well, what I'd like to take away is, it's all about whatever is the best solution. Never think of VR just, you know, if something can be done better in reality versus VR, then to use the real version. VR is more about what reality can't deliver. And you can't paint in three dimensions outside of VR. So always think about, is it better in VR or better in reality when choosing it? Sometimes it's just better to pick the real thing. Like, I don't need a, a VR ping pong game. Regular ping pong works, you know. You see a lot of things that don't necessarily need to be in VR. Painting in VR, that's something different. Paul, thank you for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. You and I have been listening to Paul Rock, co-founder of Toronto-based startup Another Reality and organizer of the Global VR Art Fest and Tournament. The Global VR Art Fest and Tournament, which launches Thursday, February 13th in London, is happening in 13 cities and five countries. U.S. cities include Seattle, Los Angeles, and New York. For more information and dates, check out anotherreality.com forward slash tournament. That's anotherreality.com forward slash tournament. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, mavericks. M-A-V-E-R-I-X to mavericks.com and you can contact us at to mavericks at gmail.com The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.